Bruh. Underdog right now sitting there cheeked up on a Saturday all the way until kickoff on Sundays. You've got 24 hours to hit this line right now. They're giving you a free square to a one pass, one rushing yard, whatever it is, 0.5 total yards. He goes higher than this. You are a winner on underdog, all right? They just want to get you on the platform. They want you playing. They want you having fun. We're all having fun in this economy, right? Right to a 0.5 total yards. You get on there and you use our code BDGE and it will double whatever you put down. So if you throw down $10, use our code BDGE, you will now have $20 to play with. 20. And then you can throw it all into it and then you win. We'll throw some underdog slips later on in this video, but for right now, this is Q and Assault Saturday. Okay, what the hell is this? It is Q and Assault Saturday where any of the big dog members, bdge.co, that is where you become a big dog member, uh, get access to this private live stream where you guys can assault me with any of your sit-start questions for the week. Let's throw up the comments section here like a baby on a bib. Where are you, comments? There you are. How we doing? We just have two women fucking yelling back and forth at each other. How we doing? How you doing? Nick late per usual is like fucking 30 seconds late. I'm never late. It's the other guys in the office that are late. Anytime they stream, they show up late. If I'm in the house, if I'm in the office, if I'm in the stew, the stew does not get extra marination. Hello, hello. What do you mean you love her? Well, not me. You're, you're, what up? What up? Look at this new sticker I just put on the back of my phone. I don't use stickers on really anything. My laptop, my phone. But this shit was spicy. Check it. How are we doing? It's warm in here. Let me turn the fan on real quick. I'll be back. No big deal. It's just the government sending me fucking audit papers and shit. I ain't doing that. We ain't doing it. All right, what's up? You guys get to ask me questions. Throw them at me. Throw them at me. Yell them. Good afternoon, Nick. Good afternoon. Got a few questions for you. Ask away. Should we start off with uh, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup? Here, let, let's talk about this for a second before we get in because I, I have a feeling we'll probably get a lot of questions. So let's just address this right now. If someone wants to timestamp this in the chat right now, that would be phenomenal, phenomenal. So I could throw it in the description afterwards as well as in the comment section. So Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, let's talk about it. JT got hit with that bag. Signs three years. I think it was like 42, 26 million guaranteed. So he's locked up with Indy for the majority of Anthony Richardson's rookie contract. So they're saying, hey, let's just give him the money right now. Let's let the offense pop for the next few years and see where we are once Anthony Richardson is 24, 25 years old. And then we can go from there. And JT will probably be on his next contract, and they'll get rid of him at that point. But they'll worry about that down the line. So he gets the contract longer-ish term, but he'll walk away three years later with at least $30 million in the bank account. So good for him. Shout out to Jonathan Taylor. Shout out to anyone who drafted him in the Dynasty startup at the end of the third round, a.k.a. shout out to me. But for this week, we're in week five. Cooper Cup is back from IR. Jonathan Taylor is back from IR. Here's the way I'm looking at both of them. I think the majority of leagues, the majority of people that own these players in the majority of leagues will likely have to put them into their lineup. You probably don't have a lot of better options. 
with that being said, I do think there are a lot of better options than most of them. So Jonathan Taylor, here's how I'm looking at it. He's coming back. They play Tennessee. That is objectively a very tough defense to run against. <clears throat> I'm not as concerned with the matchup as I am with the workload that he's going to get. I think they're going to ease him back into it. Is there a chance that he breaks off a big run play? Yes, probably unlikely, but possible. Um, I think there's a chance he probably maybe gets something big going in the passing game. Uh, and there's always a chance that he gets a carry on the goal line. I think Jonathan Taylor's upside in this game is is likely based on his workload and based on like, you know, the goal line big play ability. Probably somewhere in like the 12 to 13 fantasy point range. Um, and what's the likelihood of that happening? Not super high, but I, I think he'll probably give you somewhere from like eight to 12 fantasy points in this one, you know, half PPR-ish. So he's a player you can throw into your lineups. He's a player that I'm not super confident having in, but, you know, it's it's a it's a heavy bye week right now, right? So the teams that are on bye for week five are teams with a lot of really good players, right? We have the Browns, we have the Chargers, we have the Seahawks, and we have the Buccaneers. So between those four teams, you have, you know, 12 to 15 fantasy relevant players, meaning you might need to use someone like JT, like 10 points in your flex spot, is not unusable whatsoever, right? So JT is someone you can get into your lineup. I wouldn't be overly indulgent in him. Like you're not playing him in DFS and all that kind of stuff. I think I could, you could safely project him to be somewhere in that 8 to 12 fantasy point range. Cooper Cup, I think he's a lot riskier, but I actually think he can have way more upside than Jonathan Taylor. If Cup came out and ripped off against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are a team that you could definitely pass against, they're a much stiffer run defense. They got that stiff D against the run. Pause. You could throw against them. Cooper Cup and Puka are going to be something fun to watch for a while. That being said, I don't know if Cooper Cup is 100%. I don't know if I believe that he's 100%. I also do think there's a chance that he comes out and goes like 7 for 75 and a touchdown. That really wouldn't surprise me. It would shock me if he goes, if he has like a Puka game right now where he goes 11 for 150 and a touchdown. I think the ceiling is much lower for Cup, but I do think he has a chance of far outscoring a guy like Jonathan Taylor. But I do think the re-injury risk is there. I think there's a chance he re-aggravates it. I, I do think there's a chance they put him on a uh, a slider snap count. But I, but I also think like opposite of the running back position with JT, like if you're on a snap count for a running back, it is really difficult to rack up fantasy points. But you could be on a snap count for a receiver and still have a very high rate of targets per route run, which is what could absolutely happen with Cooper Cup. So um, I'm for sure getting Cooper Cup into my lineup. I'm looking at him as probably more of like a, uh, you know, in that wide receiver 16 to 20 range-ish. Puka is for sure in your lineup. Puka is still a top 10 guy for me. We'll see, you know, what that sentiment feels like after the game. We'll have a lot more knowledge come tomorrow. But I feel really comfortable with both of them in my lineup. I'm just tempering expectations a little bit. There's a chance you have a there's a chance you have a team with three dudes that you'd feel more comfortable starting over Cooper Cup. But I think for the most part, unless you have like three top twelve or top fifteen options, Cooper Cup almost definitely needs to be in your lineup. That's the way I'm looking at those two guys who I'm assuming will make up a very large majority of the questions this week. Your no you, no you. Stardom, JT, and Cup. I got Cup, I got Diggs, I got Olave, I got Ridley, and I got Flower. Trying to package a deal 
a trade deal for one of these guys with a trash running back like Herbert and Akers? Any buy low trade targets? Great question. Um, trade target questions are a little bit more difficult just off the top of my head because I don't have like a list of all the players right now. I think Herbert's a dude that um, can get like a decent amount of trade value just based on the fact of his workload recently and how good the Chicago Bears have been playing. So if I'm going to package one of those receivers with like a Herbert, you know, if you want to package him with Ridley, depending on how he plays, I think I think Jacksonville can have a nice game against Buffalo tomorrow in Jack in uh, in London because they've been there now for like two weeks and Buffalo's down a few of their playmakers on defense, Greg Rousseau and, and Tredavious White, et cetera. So if we're trying to package him for, uh, I don't know what position you need. I'm assuming you're looking for a running back maybe based on that. Um, if ETN struggles again, that's a player I would look to try to scoop up. Uh, I could see Kyron Williams being a really good trade target for you, though, because Kyron Williams will probably struggle against Philadelphia tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit tough to go with like buy low targets right now because we have the games being played tomorrow. So if you're trying to pull something off in the next 24 hours, if you're trying to get shysty with the heisties, uh, it's a little bit more difficult. But I, I could imagine Kyron Williams having a struggling day against Philly, but I, I am still fully bought into him being their workhorse running back. So maybe you wait after that game happens. Um, see what else. Brian Robinson, I think, is a nice buy low opportunity based on the fact that he didn't really do much on uh, Thursday night against Chicago. But they get Atlanta, they get the Giants. They have, they have some good matchups coming up. So I like, um, I like who did the fuck that I just say? Brian Robinson there is a buy low guy. Who else? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you mean running back. So we'll just kind of stick to that for now. Goat, John Goat. Four point passing touchdown. We have Cousins or Jared Goff. Okay, so we have. The Minnesota Vikings and Cousins going against – who the hell they play? Oh, they're playing against the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers can definitely get the work. Detroit playing against the Panthers, but they are without Amon Ross St. Brown. They are without – or maybe not without, but they are playing against uh, – or they, they might be playing with a limited Jameer Gibbs. I think just based on the way that Cousins has been slinging the ball, um, I am super fine – playing Kirk Cousins there. Carolina low-key, I think because of the pace of the game, they do not allow a ton of points to the quarterbacks. Uh, the Steelers are currently allowing the 13th most fantasy points to the QB, while the Panthers are actually allowing the fourth least. So it's Buffalo, Dallas, Baltimore, and then Carolina in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, plus their down players. So I'm going to go with Kirk there, Michelle. Herbert is on a bye this week. Uh, need to stream Love or Dobbs. Six-point passing touchdown. You mean? Oh, I thought you meant fucking Romeo Dobbs. So we have Jordan Love uh, playing against their one-and-a-half-point dogs against the Raiders. That's a great matchup Monday night. And then you have the Cardinals, Josh Dobbs against the Bengals. I actually think this is a low-key good game for the Bengals. I think they bounce back uh, a little bit heavily here. I would play. Um, I, I would play Jordan Love. I think with his team back at full strength, I think we see a, a nice little performance from him, a nice floor performance. High floor. So I'm going to go love there. 14-team half PPR from John Flexbot Dobbs. I have C. Watson, wide receiver two, Tutu, or Mike Wilson. Also, how much do you think Cup affects Tutu's role? Yeah, I mean, 
I think the biggest um, loser in Cup coming back is for sure Tutu, where he was like the beneficiary of getting a lot of targets. Now it'll it'll probably be, you know, forty eight to fifty percent of the targets going to Cup and Puka, just those two by themselves. So, I think Tutu takes a hit. I'm not ready to start Mike Wilson in like an every week capacity, especially not over Dobbs. So I'm I'm gonna go Dobbs there. Yeah. Pick two in a PPR league. We have Ridley, Olave, or Nico Collins. Ooh, that's that's a really tough but good question. We have the Saints against the Pats, who the Pats are like, you kind of get nervous about playing them just because they kind of drag you through the mud as a defense, and they don't allow a ton of points. But they've been super average against fantasy wide receivers this year, and they're obviously without Christian Gonzalez, who is their you know, one for the most part. Buffalo, on the other hand, has been great against – uh, wide receivers, but they are also without Trey White. So I would actually go back to Ridley and Olave. As amazing as Nico Collins has been and as amazing as the Houston offense has been, the Atlanta Falcons are actually playing really, really well against opposing wide receivers, especially the wide receiver ones, because we have a dude by the name of A.J. Terrell who shuts down opposing wide receiver ones on the outside. We have let up big games to slot wide receivers like Christian Kirk, Amon Ross St. Brown, but if they're primarily outside receivers, AJ Terrell shuts that shit down. So I'm I'm going to sit Nico Collins here. JT Pierce or Tank half PPR. That's a good ass question. Um, let me check out our rankings. Our rankings are all available on BDGE.co. It's the only place to get them. If you are a member, you get our weekly rankings. You will get our uh, our waiver wire rankings, which pop up every Tuesday at noon. Gives you fab suggestions, whether or not you'd spend the number one waiver wire on it. You get access to this queue and assault, so you can actually watch and ask in real time rather than afterwards. And uh, and then you get access to the private Discord channel, which me and JMO are trying to hold down, depending on the vol- volume of questions that y'all ask. So we have Jonathan Taylor again. I, I kind of you know ripped off a little spiel on it. I'm not over the over the moon about um, Jonathan Taylor. Damian Pierce, also not great because the Falcons' run defense has actually been surprisingly very, very good as well. We are allowing the second fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs on the entire season. We have not allowed a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown to an opposing running back. We are behind only Dallas, right? You, th- you think about the elite run defenses in the league. Dallas is number one in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. Tennessee is number three, right? We always think about Tennessee. Philadelphia is number four. Cleveland, Detroit, five and six. Falcons are number two there. And they've actually had 30 more carries against them than Dallas has had. So that should tell you kind of just how good they've been against opposing running backs. On the flip side, again, what I just said about Tank, or what I said about Nico Collins, I kind of like Tank Dell to get his get back. I think it's a get right game for him. Well, he'll operate in the slot a little bit. He won't have to go against A.J. Terrell. Stroud will be looking for him. Um, so I I actually would probably roll with Tank there, Jacob. Let's uh before we answer any more questions, I actually want to jump into some uh some weather. You know, this is another resource that I think all you guys should be looking at consistently. We'll be doing over here. Mm, boy. Boy oh boy. 
So this resource on Roto-Grinders, which is available for everybody, and it is free. You can see the URL up there, rotogrinders.com slash weather slash NFL, will kind of get you in the know with anything you need to know weather-wise, which will start to become more and more important as we get into the winter months here. Chicago, Washington was nice. There's no problem. Uh, in London, should be fine. The only two games to be noteworthy for as it pertains to weather is the Saints at New England, we have sustained winds around 10 to 15 miles an hour with gusts a little bit higher. That could affect the deep ball a little bit. Anything in yellow is like should be noted, but not a huge concern. They will have games where they're either orange or red, and that's when you think like weather probably starts to actually affect the matchups and the games that you're playing in. Baltimore at Pittsburgh, sustained winds around 15 miles an hour, gusts 25 to 30. That is something that I think to keep in mind, like this should already be a low-scoring game. This is not a game where I expect like the passing attack to really be humming. So probably more rushes for Lamar, probably more uh, low dot throws for Zay Flowers, who's probably going to be a really nice PPR play. But Pittsburgh passing offense probably won't get much going here with a banged-up Kenny Pickett, and he is just banged up mentally to begin with. So, um, yeah, n- nothing like too, too concerning on the weather front today, though. Let's get bite to the full screen. Mr. Influence. Half PPR, one wide receiver, two flex. We've got Dobbs, Sutton, Flowers, Michael Wilson, Pierce, JT. All right, so we need one wide receiver. I think Dobbs is probably my guy there. Uh, Sutton I don't feel comfortable with really in any sort of capacity, especially against the Jets' defense. So I will say Dobbs there. Uh, I also really like Zay Flowers. So Zay Flowers will probably be my two. Um, I think he's going to rip up the Steelers' defense. Hopefully we get him back into the end zone. So I will go Dobbs. I will go Flowers. And we've got to choose between... The I'm probably sitting Sutton. I, I want to throw Michael Wilson back in there, but again, I feel like I need to see multiple like big strings of games for me to start feeling comfortable with his role and his production realistically. So I think I'm probably going to sit Mike Wilson and I'm probably going to sit Sutton and I'm choosing between the two running backs. I think I feel more comfortable with Damian Pierce's role despite him playing against um, the Atlanta Falcons D that I just talked about a little bit. I think that's probably the best I could do for you is narrow it down to Pierce and JT, and I feel more comfortable with Pierce's role. But if you feel if you feel like JT can kind of bust out at any point, I would definitely go Dobbs. I would go Flowers, and then I would maybe flip a coin between Pierce and JT. Unless you want to say fucking go Mike Wilson, like I would, I'm always down for that shit. Brock or CJ? I have a uke for the stack. Ooh, that's nice. And half PPR for flex. Uh, Pierce, Addison, or Tank. So we had something similar before. I would go Tank over. Uh, I would go Tank over Pierce. And then, I mean, I guess the Vikings playing against the Chiefs. That's a really good matchup for Addison. But Addison's still not really playing that full time role yet. So I don't know if I. I don't feel comfortable with Addison in my lineup over Tank. So we'll start backwards. Go with Tank first, and we got Brock or CJ. Uh, Brock against the Cowboys. I think this is probably a a, a sneaky under game. Despite there being a lot of hype behind it, I think Brock's been fantastic, but I do think he struggled a little bit through the air against really good defenses, which is obviously what uh, the Cowboys are. You know, they're without digs, so that knocks them down a little bit. CJ against the Falcons is a tough matchup as well. Uh, Really close. I, I think I'm probably going to ride the hot hand in CJ, man. We don't really get a lot of pressure on the QBs. So I feel like Stroud will be able to 
throw dimes everywhere. I love Ayuk, though. I think he has a game, but I'm not sure on, like, Brock altogether by himself. So I think I'd go CJ. I think I'd go Ayuk, and I'd go Tank there. Can't believe I'm asking this, but five-point passing touchdown, Jimmy G, Burrow, or Ritter. All right, enough, enough. Enough of that shit. Don't ever throw Ritter in a question for me again. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Understood? Do we understand? We got Burrow. We've got Jimmy G. Kind of like how Jimmy G's been playing. It's a good matchup against Green Bay for the most part. Um, Green Bay, they're they're kind of middle of the pack. Maybe a little bit better than middle of the pack. But I like how this offense is kind of moving now. Josh Jacobs is getting back to speed. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers are both playing really well. We know Joe Burrow is a little bit banged up. Um, that being said, though, I think the narrative with Joey B and the Bengals has gone too far. I think this is a get-right game for Joey. I think the narrative, the podcast theory where everyone just says the same thing over and over again means it's almost guaranteed to go in the other way. Fuck it. We're going Burrow here as get-right game. Full PPR, one flex. Pickens, Moss, Akers, Zay Jones. Is Zay Jones playing? Let me look this up. My initial reaction is definitely no to George Pickens because I don't think that passing game is going to work, not with the weather and not with uh, Pickett banged up. And Marlon Humphreys also back this week. And then we have Zach Moss splitting work with JT, who I think low-key is not terrible. Akers is the two pretty far behind Madison. So, like, if, if all these dudes are healthy, Zay Jones would definitely be my favorite play. I just don't know what his fucking deal is right now. Let's see. Zay Jones looks set to play versus the Bills. Ah, I'm kind of weary about that, but I don't really feel strongly about any of the other options. I I, <clears throat> I think tentatively I would I would play Zay, I guess. I would play Zay, but I would keep an eye on reports. If if there are reports that come out like before the game, like they expect him to be on a snap count or something, then I would I would probably sub. Uh, Pickens in over Zay Jones. Full PPR, Waller or Laporta? I think at this point, you just got to keep uh, ripping Laporta. Christian Watson update, limited practice Friday. Yeah, so basically the way limited works is, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with like the injury report. Limited means if you're a full participant, you are able to do 100% of the things that the coach or the staff asks you to do in practice. That could just be a walkthrough. Limited means you are able to do anywhere from 1% of things all the way up to 99% of things. It could mean you were doing 98% of things and then they asked you to sit out of this one thing because they 
were like, you know, we don't want you doing these cuts just in case you tweak some shit. So limited is a very wide range of um of options for these players. I think Christian Watson will be between eighty and ninety percent of uh of full health. And I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fine getting him into my lineup right now. Full PPR, flex start one, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh I will go with Aaron Jones there. Cousins is playing KC this week, by the way, so still start over Goff. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's good. I like that. More pass attempts. Cousins, like, I feel like he almost never plays efficiently, but anytime he needs to put up points, he fucking puts up volume. So, flex half PPR, 2-2, Stevenson or Jaleel McLaughlin. Yo, so, I don't even know if it's McLaughlin or McLaughlin. I've heard I've heard both. Uh, I'm actually, like, super weirdly high on, on, on Jaleel. I think he actually has, like, a really nice game. So, I don't feel great about Ramondre playing against the Saints. He's looked terrible. 2-2 with Cooper Cup returning. I don't feel great about. I'm going to roll Jaleel there. Win now, Dynasty team, half-point PPR. Would you go get Aaron Jones? you think he has two more years left? Um, If two more years, you mean this year and next year? Yeah, I, I think you'll get some some decent value out of him the next two years. Like, I wouldn't give up a first for him, but if you can get him for a second, which I don't think anyone's really trying to do that. He's one of those players that's on the like the fringe borderline. You know, where, where a lot of players are. I think a lot of dynasty players in general kind of just fall into that zone of like, I'm not going to trade him away for a second, but no one's going to give me a first for him kind of thing, you know? So I, I think Aaron Jones is for sure a, a target that you can go after, and I think he'll be a playmaker for them through the end of next season, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I've watched Desmond Ritter play. I'm out, as. Full PPR, one running back. Would you play Jaleel McLaughlin over Pierce if Javante does not play? Yes, I would. I would. Half PPR, start two. Ridley Flowers Cup. Woo! Uh, I'd go Ridley and Cup there. Like I said, I think Cup's like a top 15 guy for me. Top 15, 16, 17 guy for me-ish. Um, and Flowers, like I, I know on paper the matchup looks really great, but realistically Flowers, while he's been like the one there and he's getting a lot of targets... I think he's gone over 10 fantasy points like one time. It was week one. So we all got that like really, really nice taste in our mouths of what Zay Flowers is going to be, but he really hasn't done it. So I go Ridley and Cup there. I need help with my NYC lineup. Oh, you think? You think? I have two quarterbacks. It's a super flex league and they're both on fucking bye. I have to start Rashid Shahid in my super flex spot and I don't even have a quarterback to put in. You need help in the NYC league. I need help. I'm going to need to see a fucking therapist because of that goddamn league. I have five players projected around 11, 12 points. And I still don't feel good about Tannehill. Not sure who is the best matchups. If you can't pull it up, I can send the players. Yeah, Anna, come on now. You think I'm going into the league every single time you ask these questions? Players. We need logistics. I need tangible things that I could throw up on the screen. Grow up. Count Chocula. Flex half PPR. Waddle or Kyron Williams. My other wide receivers are AJ Brown and Ridley or Sit Ridley and... I'm going to answer these one at a time. Okay, so you're definitely starting A.J. Brown, of course. Wait. This is a confusing as fuck. Flex half PPR, Waddle or Kyron Williams. 
Okay, so I think the way you should have worded this question, or at least the way I'm understanding it, is like wide receiver two, or yeah, I need one wide receiver and I need one flex between Waddle, Ridley, Kyron. Um, I actually, as bad as this might end up looking, I think I would sit Kyron Williams against the Eagles' run defense. They are a very good run defense. They are a very good front seven. Uh, Waddle, Waddle's get-right game is, is coming anytime soon, and I don't want to be the one sitting on it when it happens. And they play the Giants, so that's fantastic. Um, I think, yeah, I think the question for me would be, do I start Ridley or Kyron Williams? And I think this might be one of those where it's like your brain should tell you Kyron, but my heart still kind of tells me Calvin Ridley, even though he's looked funky the last couple of weeks. And Kyron, on the other hand, has looked great. Um, so I, I would start A.J. Brown and Jalen Waddell together. And then I would try to decipher whether or not you like Kyron or um, Calvin Ridley more. But when we look at what the Eagles defense has done, again, they have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. So they don't allow a lot of touchdowns. They don't allow a lot of receptions. They have allowed uh, the second fewest receptions. Or am I fucking up right here? Really? Oh, no. I lied. Okay. They have allowed the second fewest yards per carry to opposing running backs. They're allowing 2.9 yards per carry versus Kyron Williams, who's not an efficient running back to begin with. So I think he's going to struggle on the ground. Does he get it done through the air? Does he get it done... Um, on the goal line or something kind of remains to be seen, but I, I kind of imagine they go to a passing attack where it's like cup and Puka. So I, I think ultimately I might sit Kyron for Ridley. Full PPR flex Pacheco, James Cook, Nico, after what you just said about the ATL defense. Okay. Okay. Interesting question. Let me uh, check matches again. We got Pacheco against the Vikings. Pacheco has been red hot. We have James Cook against the Jags. The Jags have low key been, um, pretty good against defense. Uh, pretty good against running backs, I think. Or am I just lying? No, they've been pretty good. They have allowed. They're tied for the sixth most receptions to running backs, which is obviously a big part of James Cook's game. Um, James Cook's been really, really solid. Nico, again, I, I think he's going to have a tough game against. Um. Atlanta with AJ Terrell, but in full PPR, I don't really feel great about Isaiah Pacheco just because he's a fucking beast on the ground, but he, he's not really getting targeted like that. It is a really good matchup though. Um, he did have a, he did have a pretty big game on the ground. I, uh, I think I actually would ride the hot hand in Pacheco. I think he's going to stay super involved. So I'm going to go Pacheco there, Dakota. Any update on Barkley? Um, so I haven't seen an update right now. Uh, what what I'm still I'm still very concerned that if he plays, he's still at like seventy percent. So I would not be expecting a big game out of Barkley, regardless of uh, him playing or not. If you have alternative options, I would go there. Tier PPR for a flex: Fergie, London, or Saquon if he suits up. Mm, that might be where I that might be where I draw the line. Uh, but the Cowboys do play the 49ers. So that's going to be a tough matchup, like for anybody involved there. They're just a sound defense. Their linebackers are fantastic in coverage. They are allowing the single lowest catch rate to tight ends on the year. 48.6% of targets the tight ends get caught, which is the lowest by far. They are allowing the fifth lowest yards per reception. 
Uh, so I don't really want anything to do with Fergie there. London obviously is on Atlanta. Uh, when did when did the Giants play? Man, as gross as it is, I think I'd play London here as full PPR. I think I'd play London. DJ Chark or Josh Reynolds? Ooh, definitely, uh, definitely Rennie. Definitely Rennie with um with Amon Ra. Doubtful. Jacoby Myers or Pickens? Jacoby. We love Jacoby. Half PPR, one wide receiver. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Tank Dell. Oof. So uh that that kind of feels like an impossible question to answer. I'm gonna be honest with you. They're all kind of like in the same tier for me. Dobbs has been fire, but Watson should be healthier playing against the Raiders who do allow uh quite a few points to opposing wide receivers. And then Tank Dell, who I really, really like, because again, AJ Terrell should be on Nico Collins. Fuck it. Let's roll Christian Watson here. Okay. Kittle, Fergie, C. Watt, Miles Sanders, Jacoby Myers, Tannehill. Need to fill tight end, flex, and super flex. Okay, so we are we're, – we're not going to get cute here. We're going to put Tannehill in the super flex because the Colts secondary is not good. We need to fill a tight end and a flex. So we need to pick between Kittle and Fergie. Again, Fergie going against the Niners. Don't love it. I mean, Kittle against the Cowboys is obviously not uh, tremendous either. But, like, if we're just going to say both matchups are bad, which actually the Cowboys aren't great against opposing tight ends, um, I'm just going to break the tiebreaker with George Kittle. And I think Debo's been kind of used as like a um, – kind of like a uh, – what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? A distraction, like a, uh, you know, when they just like, they're just on the field, but they're not actually doing anything. Why can't I think of this word? What word am I looking for right now? A decoy, a decoy, Debo, the decoy. They, they kind of been using it at him like that for some reason. Uh, so I'm going to take Kittle as the tight end. We'll take Tannehill as the super flex. And you're deciding between Watson, Miles Sanders, and Jacoby. Um, I'm not playing Miles Sanders. No way. Detroit's run defense is really good. And I don't think he's a hundred percent. Chuba's taking way too much work for me to believe that. Watson, Jacoby, I think the smart play is probably Jacoby, but if you need upside in your matchup, then I would probably go Watson there. Do you think at any point Cam Akers breaks out in Minnesota and possibly become RB1 or is he droppable? I'd probably hold on for like one more week and see what happens, but I think Madison's probably – I don't think – here's the thing. I I don't think – it's Madison's job to lose. I don't know if we ever get to a point where they're like, we want to see what we have in Akers – unless Madison plays really poorly, which is definitely in the range of outcomes. But I also think it's probably just going to be a committee at that point, um, best case scenario. So I'd hold on to Akers maybe for like another week or two, but I think there's a real chance he, he for sure becomes droppable semi-soon. Uh, semi I don't know if this is a wild question, but Michael Wilson or D-Hop? No, I, I think it's a valid question, but I do think I'd start D-Hop this week. Uh, I really like the matchup against the Colts. The Colts have given up huge points to opposing wide receiver ones and uh Traylon Burks is out so I, I would go um and their run D is really good so it's probably going to be like a run D pass D funnel kind of so I, I would go D hop here but I don't think it's wild Aaron Jones a Chan JT pull PPR bench one um uh, I'm, I'm, I'm benching JT there for sure a Chan is like a must start every week going forward and I just like Aaron Jones and I think he's going to be more uh, plentiful in volume relative to JT right now. We definitely want to see it from JT before we have to. Like, I'm starting JT in a league, but it's like 
JT versus fucking some like wide receiver four, but you have Aaron Jones, so I'm definitely taking Aaron Jones there. Jacob McLaughlin over Stevenson this week, half PPR. Yeah, I, th- I think I would do that. I think I would play Jaleel over Stevenson. There's something in me telling me that Jaleel's going to have a big game. I just feel it. Feel it in my fucking plums. Oh, T. Higgins officially ruled out for week five. Yeah, yeah. Half PPR, one side and Fergie or Hurst. All right, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd go as far as saying I want to uh, play Hayden Hurst. Although Detroit has low key given up a lot of points to the opposing tight end, uh, I think it's like they've given up the third most points to the opposing tight end while only giving up one touchdown, which means the peripherals are big time. Um, so I guess it does make a little sense to look at Hayden Hurst, but I feel like after week one and they're without Brian Branch too, so it could make a little bit more sense. But week one, bro, he went five for 41. Since then, three for 20, one for 11, one for seven. I feel like... um I feel like uh, <clears throat> I, I I don't know. I feel like you're you're rolling the dice a little bit too much there. Like you could get cute and you could hit on on like his one of his three good games this year, but I'd probably rather just Fergie there. Totally forgot about this today. Have you covered your thoughts on JT this week? Rest of the season. Um, so I did. It was like one of the first things I talk about. I talked about. I'm gonna timestamp it right after this. So if you want to run back here afterwards. I'm hesitant on him this week. I think within like two or three weeks, so he'll be a must start in your lineup every every week. Do you play any IDP, Nick? No, I do not play any individual defensive personas. I'm down bad. Yeah, welcome to the fucking club. In one league at running back this week, Aker Spears or potentially Keaton Mitchell if he's active full PPR. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's kind of impossible to trust Keaton Mitchell. Akers, same. I, I think I'd actually probably go Tajay Spears there. I'm starting JT. I'm wondering if I should start Gus Edwards instead of JT. Is on a snap count. Valid question. Um, Pittsburgh Rundy is terrible. Gus is getting a decent amount of work. I I don't blame you. I, I I think they're in the same tier. I think that's just a decision that you should make there. Honestly, think they might end up with the same workload, same chance of scoring a goal line touchdown. Um, both have mobile quarterbacks that could probably take goal line work away from them. So I don't know. I I I think their outlook for this week is almost identical. In Dynasty, would you let Achan ride the taxi a bit longer with Henry and Etienne as running backs or start him? Oof. You can't get him into your lineup? He's like a top 10 running back for me right now. What about Flex or something? I mean, you're going to have to take him out of your uh, taxi squad eventually with bye weeks and shit. Saints D or Steelers D? Saints D. Got Mixon in the flex. Oh, see, I, I would start I would start Achan over Mixon. Gus Edwards on waivers. Drop acres for him. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you need someone right now, like I'm way more comfortable starting Gus in my lineup. So if you need like a uh, spot to fill your flex spots, like if you need a starter this week, I would definitely go Gus. Or Justice Hill. Nah, Gus over Hill for sure. Okie. Hockey. 
All right, y'all. Uh, looks like the questions kind of came down to a halt. So I'm going to get lunch because I have not eaten yet today. But thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Q&A Salt Saturday. We do these every single Saturday. So make sure you go sign up on bdg.co to become a member. You get our weekly rankings. You get our waiver wire rankings. You get access to these Q&A Salts. You get access to the Discord channel that is private. And we will be continuing to build out the membership. How do you feel about Fields moving forward? I feel good. I think he'll I think he'll play really well in good matchups. I still hesitate to think he's going to do well in tough matchups. So we'll have to wait for that to happen. But I think probably like a, a bottom line QB1 for the time being. Goodbye, Queen. I love you guys. Make sure you sign up for Underdog. Code BDG will get you that free square. We out. Mwah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.